Good afternoon and welcome to Missing Pieces. We are in day eight of this powerful series of the genealogy of Christ. In day eight, we're going to talk about Isaac, who became a substitute. Now, yesterday we 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 landed <laughs> seven is a good is a good number. Day seven, when we talked about Abraham, the son of Tara, God switched the whole thing and we landed in the lap of Hagar and Ishmael who were kicked out from the concubine of Sarai and forced to go into the wilderness and she met God there. And the word came El. Roy, which is E-L-R-O-I, God sees me. And she met God there. And God said that we are just like them. And you know why? Because we have been broken. We have suffered sexual and physical, emotional abuse. I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but that message was... Mm, it was good. It was real good. It was good. It blessed my soul the entire day because to know that we are just like them. Now we're going to dive into Isaac and we're going to uh, go into the, I think he's only about three uh, chapters and we're going to start in Genesis, Abraham's faith confirmed. Now I'm just going to glide through this so that we can do, so I can give you that that last minute information of research that I have been going through. So now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, how many times God has called you? And did you respond by saying, here I am, like Abraham did? And then he said, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. And Abraham said, my son, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. Now it came to a place which God had told him. And Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order. He did everything he was doing as if he was lighting a fire because back in the day, they do um, different types of sacrifices. They built, have you ever looked at Game of Thrones and, you know, and, and the House of the Dragon? I love those kind of movies. I, I do. I can't help it. I love those kind of movies. And so, and Abraham stretched out his hand and took a knife to slay his son after the after he placed his son up on this altar and it was burning real bad i mean it was burning but then again immediately the angel of the lord called to him from heaven and said abraham abraham and he said here i am do not lay your hands on the lad or do anything to him, for I know that you fear God, since you have what, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. And then Abraham he lifted his eyes and looked, and there behind him was a ram 
caught in the thicket by his thorns. Ah! Now that's going to be, you know, just follow me, okay? Just follow me. And Abraham called the name of the place the Lord will provide. As it is said for this day in the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. Then the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time out of heaven and said, by myself, I have sworn, says the Lord, you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son. And in your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. Now let's go to a bride for Isaac. We're going to chapter 24. Now Abraham was old, well advanced in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. So Abraham said to the oldest servant of his house who ruled over all that he had, please put your hand under my thigh, good God Almighty, and I will make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven, in the God of the earth, that you will not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I dwell, but you shall go to my country and to my family and take a wife for my son, Isaac. Wow. And then the servant said back to Abraham, perhaps the woman will not be willing to follow me to this land. Must I take your son back to the land from which he came and then abraham said to him beware that you do not take my son back there the lord god of heaven who took me from my father's house and from the land of my family and who spoke to me and swore to me saying to your descendants i give this land he shall send angels before you and you shall take a wife for my son from there abraham did not want the servant to go back to the land of Ur because that's where he left his father because his father worshiped idols and i and i believe that this was getting close to um the story of uh sodom and gomorrah and so the servant put his hand under the thigh of abraham and swore now So the servant took 10,000 camels and departed, and they went into the land of the Mesopotamia to the city of Nahor. And the Lord God of my master Abraham, please give me success this day and show kindness to my master Abraham. He, he spoke these prayers as he went out to do what God had and, and, and his servant and his master Abraham have commanded him to do. And this is something that maybe you should do. You know, I, I find myself doing this, you know, Lord God of my mother, my father, and my grandparents, and my ancestors, please give me success this day and show kindness to me and my children. I do that. I say that. And so, I will stand by the well of the water and the daughters of the men of the city are coming out to draw water. So he stood by this water tank waiting for women because he knew that was the spot where the women were coming because the women were always the ones that would uh, go to the well and would draw the water. Now let it be that the young woman to whom I say, please let down your pitcher that I may drink. And she says, drink. 
and I will also give your camels a drink. Let her be the one that you have appointed to your for your servant Isaac. You know what? He already spoke into existence that when this woman responds in the way that he wants it, he knows that he's the one. And that's something that I told my my I shared with my son the other day. I said, when there are times when you should um go someplace or hang out with your buddies, you know, he has a buddy group, you know, he's a gamer and they have a buddy group and they're very solid. They're a solid group of men. They're not out here doing, you know, this, that, and the other. They're solid with families. They're solid. And I said, you know, when they invite you or someone invite you, you know, go because you never know she might be there. But when you say no, because you're having a moment of depression and this and that, and you stay home, you miss the blessing. So I, I pray that when you are invited to go somewhere and you are invited or you need to take care of business and you can't do it, I need you to push through it and go because she's there waiting for you. And it happened. Wow. Before he had finished speaking that behold, Rebecca, who was born to Bethulia, son of Melchi, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother, came out with her picture on her shoulder. Now, the young woman was, she was very beautiful. They said that Rebecca was beautiful. If you ever want to get to know these things, get yourself the Bible of the women of the Bible and says that she was uh, beautiful, beautiful. So she said, drink my Lord. And then she quickly let her picture down and she gave the camel um, his drink as well. Now this chapter 24 is 61, 66 verses. And we're not going to go through all of that. And so, and it came to pass when Abraham's servant heard these words that he worshiped the Lord, bound himself to the earth. And then the servant brought out jewelry of silver, jewelry of gold and clothing and gave them to Rebekah. And he also gave precious images uh, thing, precious things to her brother and to her mother. And the men who were with them, they ate and they drank and they partied. They, they partied because the way that he proceeded, he asked God first from the ancestors to bless him on this day. And then he said, if this, the, the woman that's going to be, she's going to say da, 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 da. And it came to pass. And so they said, we will call the young woman and ask her personally. And then they called Rebecca and said to her, will you go with this man? And she said, I will go. So Rebecca left with um, Abraham's uh, 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 servant. And they blessed Rebecca and said to her, our sister, may you become the mother of tens of thousands. And so once they got there, and now Isaac came from the uh, 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 the way of, Berlai, Beer, Berlia, Roya. It was in the south area. And he went out to meditate in the field in the evening. And he lifted up his eyes and looked. There came the camels coming. And then Rebecca lifted her eyes. And when she saw Isaac, she dismounted from her camel. For he had said to the servant, Who is this man walking in the field to meet us? And the servant said, It is my master. Then Isaac brought her into his mother's Sarah's tent. And he took Rebecca and she became his wife. He married basically Abraham, 
brother's child, cousin, incest. That's what they did back then. Abraham and Keturah. So then Abraham again took a wife and named her Keturah, and she bore him Zimram, Jokshan, Midan, Midiah, Ishbak, and Shok. And it goes through the line of what each person bore, and that's a long chapter as well. And then we talk about Abraham's death and burial, and that's on verse 7 of chapter Genesis 25. And then 26, Isaac and M. Now, you've all heard of the story of Abimelech. <laughs> Abimelech was something else, I'm telling you. There was a famine in the land besides the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went to Abimelech, the king of the Philistines in Gur. And then the Lord appeared to him and said, do not go down to Egypt, live in the land of which I tell you. But Isaac decided he wanted to go and do what he wanted to do. And so, and I will make your descendants multiply. Man, because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments and my statutes and my law. And because Abraham did that, God overlooked what Isaac did. And so that's the readings for today. And so now we get into the, the stuff that I study, that I research on each of these cat, um, um, uh, scriptures. And so the Akadah, the Akadah, which is spelled A-K-E-D-A-H, which means or binding of Isaac is one of the most powerful narratives in the Hebrew Bible. It, it, it seems like all of my research is going towards the Hebrew Bible. And so for over 2000 years, it has been read somewhat, it's been read differently by the Jews and us Christians. And it has been portrayed differently in the pictures that they make, you know, because some Christians and the Hebrew word Akedah is unfamiliar. People don't know that word. And more often, it will be referred to the episode as the sacrifice of Isaac rather than the binding of Isaac. So God said without any warning, he commands Abraham to sacrifice his beloved son as a burnt offering. Remember I talked about a few moments that they do burnt offerings to build this big fire pit? Anywho, father and son traveled three days to Moriah and the place of sacrifice where they built an altar. And so then Abraham, he binds Isaac. He's right. He wraps him up, He's you know, in this uh, string, in this wool so that he can't move. And he lays him on the firewood and raises his knife to slay him. And at that moment, however, there's an angel that called out and said, Abraham, don't harm that boy. And a ram caught in the near thicket became a substitute for Isaac. Now, in the Judaism and Christianity, and sometimes as well as Islam, Abraham is the paradigm of the man of faith. And he put he, he was put to an ultimate test and found to be steadfast. Isaac, however, he's been interpreted as um, uh, 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 according to time and tradition, as the son 
who is unidentified and could have been Ishmael, according to Islam. Yeah. Islam thinks that Isaac was Ishmael, not Isaac himself. And so we know Ishmael because he was born through Hagar, the ancestor of Arabs. Hagar was Arab. And that's why Ishmael could never be considered the firstborn. So instead of Isaac, thus extending God's covenant to Arab people. So God also um, uh, established a covenant with the people of the Arabs. And so in Jewish literature, the, the turn of the era, Isaac becomes portrayed as the prototype of the voluntarily and joyful martyr willing to go bravely to his death. So various religions have various ideas on how, who Isaac was to them. And so as the text says, you know, in the Bible, because you have done this, I will bestow my blessings upon you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars of heaven and the sands of the seashore. Genesis 22, 16 and 17. Now, that is why the shofar, the ram's horn, is always blown at Rosh Hashanah. And it's to remind God of the Akedah and his promises. And the shofar represent the horn of the ram that was substituted for Isaac. Woo! This is some deep stuff. And so years before that, you know, after the Romans, you know, destroyed the Jerusalem temple in 70 CE, there was a different understanding of the Akedah in Jewish tradition. The sacrifices could no longer be offered at the temple because Isaac became the archetypal sacrifice. He became a, a substitute for the now defunct sacrificial system of the temple. And so in Jewish tradition, until the destruction of the temple, the episode was referred to as the offering of Isaac. After the destruction, it was called the binding of Isaac, which is a reference to the tying of a lamb's feet in the days when this sacrifice was carried out in the temple of Jerusalem. Now, the Jerusalem Talmud summarizes the tradition that Isaac release is the equivalent of all Israel's release. This is, this is good. I love it when God tells me, go here, go there, go here. Nope, tie that in, tie that. I love it. And I hope you are enjoying this. According to the Genesis story, Isaac's sacrifice was interrupted and the ram substituted. Now, several ancient traditions refer to Isaac's ashes or blood 
And some accounts even say that Isaac actually died and was revived. What does God say about that? Does Genesis itself hint at this? And does God tells Abraham that because of what he has done, his descendants will be like the stars of the heaven and the sands of the sea? Maybe he did die and come back to life, but we weren't there and we won't know that. And so you got to be mindful of what you absorb and what you hear and whether or not it gets into your spirit because you, you don't want to defunct the fact that the Bible is the written word and it is what it is. And so Abraham returned to his servants and they departed together for Beersheba. And Isaac was not even mentioned at the time. And we don't know what happened to him. And was there, and we don't know if there was another version of the story with a different ending. We don't know that, but we do know that he's alive because he married Rebecca. So in any event in these traditions, Isaac ashes are the symbol of his merit and the Akedah is the fulfilled sacrifice. Now, the ram died in Isaac place and it's, it's a symbol that people were looking forward to Jesus dying in our place. And because the ram rescued Isaac from physical death, just as Jesus rescued us believers from spiritual death. It's tying in, it's getting ready to mix it all together. And now Jesus and the uh, ram's crown of thorns. Now the ram was caught in a thicket by its horns, Genesis twenty-two thirteen. The ram that died in Isaac place as his substitute had a crown of thorns around its head, bam. And Jesus with the similarity who died in our place as our substitute also had a crown of thorn around his head. So when you twist it all together, hail king, king of the Jews. And the ram replaced the son of the altar who was provided by Jehovah Jireh. And the title Jehovah Jireh has two meanings. Jehovah will provide and Jehovah will see. Now the purpose of Isaac, is to that God kept his promise through every generation, choosing one person to carry the line until one day a child was born. And Ishmael and Isaac, they did have a relationship. As youngsters, they were pals. But because of the um, situation and circumstances, it annihilated them. And they were both sons of Abraham, both forebearers of great nation. And Isaac was um, the leader of the Jewish lineage and Ishmael of the Arabs. Now, what tribe was Isaac from? Isaac um, became the three patriarchs of the Israelites of the Abrahamic religion, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. And he was the son of Abraham and um, Sarah. We already know that. And he happens to be over the tribes of Israel. Now, the moral of the story between Abraham and Isaac, we already know the story of how Isaac, the son of Abraham, was born by God himself. We know that. Another lesson that you and I can learn from this is that we are sometimes going to be faced with adverse circumstances. Yeah. 
we're going to try our best to believe in doing good as God has called us to do in kindness. And we're going to have to do things that God has commanded us to do, no matter if it doesn't make sense at all. And I'm telling you, some things does not make sense at all. I'm telling you, it will not make sense, but you can't question it. You can never question God when he directs you. And because Abraham agreed to do it with no questioning, that's why, you know, he, he, he is who he is and his children lineage is so powerful. And that's why they're fighting for land over in Jerusalem and Israel and Palestine. It's crazy because everyone lineage has something to do with Israel. And so by sacrificing our time and our money and our resources, you do that to progress the church of God, whatever religion you are accustomed to. Everything goes back to the same thing, honoring God, doing what is right, worshiping God. And because God uh, uh, really truly uh, trusted God when it, it didn't make sense, he received the blessing. You will get a blessing when you obey God and you do the crazy things. Like in the scripture, it says that God will do the foolish things to confound the wise. This is his lineage. As you can tell that everybody thus far are not perfect, that there's a breakdown of families who uh, do this and do that, family who worship idols, families who um, did what their master told them to do. And after they'd done what the master to do, they were kicked out. So there were some selfish people. There were some selfish people. There were righteous people. There were holy people thus far. And so what happened with Hagar and Ishmael, God had to correct that because she only did what her, her master told her to do. And because of that, that's why God gave Ishmael and Hagar, who are um, Hagar, who is an Arab, and now Ishmael, who is now also Israel blood in him and Arab blood in him because of his mother and Israel because of his father. So that causes confusion. And so when all of this is going on and God is, uh, uh, Christ is developing his his lineage, he's got to deal with all of that. And he's dealing with that with us. We are perfect. We got some mess going on in our family. We got mess going on in our per in our personal life, but he overlooks that. That's how, that's the God we serve. He overlooks what you're going through. He overlooks how you feel. He overlooks the pain and he blesses you because you only did what was right and honorable. But then you probably say, well, I, I've done that too, but I'm not getting blessed. You are blessed to be alive. You are blessed to be where you are. God does things differently. Every family is not quote unquote, got it going on. Even the wealthiest people, even the richest one, they got crap going on. Because they got children that want this, that want that. They're going to make sure that when you pass away, you die, you leave me this inheritance. And we talked about that, and I believe in day six when we described the the, um, the difference 
of being uh when you get the inheritance the legacy and then your place where you well, where you place and then you wonder these people that are wealthy and rich what kind of god they serve and some of them may not serve god but yet they are wealthy it's because of the mindset it's because of of the lineage of where they came from each of us are part of god's kingdom each of us every last one of us and where we fit in the lineage of god nobody knows unless you do your history unless you go out and get one of those kits that you can figure out where you came from and you're going to find out that some of us may like my niece because of her father's side she has egyptian and asian lineage Egyptians were um, strong, powerful, um, obnoxious people. They knew who they were, and you were not going to tell them who they were not. They had ideas. They created so much out of what they had. They used what they had. So, God, we thank you for this lesson of Abraham and Isaac, who was a substitute. We know, God, that there is no substitute like thy son, Jesus Christ. And we thank you that his sacrifice saved our lives. We know, God, that we must be obedient in what you called us to do. May you increase the gifts of those who are listening. May you give them guidance, God, and new mercy and, and a new path. Because we make mistakes, God, may you overlook those things and bless us. Bless our family on this day. Have a good day. We'll be back tomorrow with day, another day. Have a blessing. Bye.